Hey guys, welcome to A Heart to Heart with Sammy E. And Meg. Hey, we are here doing our next season on The Beloved Bride. The church, the bride of Christ. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's talk. Let's All do right, this. Let's do it. What up, Sammy E? Hey, Meg. How's it going? It's good. Hey, I like your glasses. Oh, thank you. I really do. They're a good color. I got them from a different company than I did my last ones. Yeah. So their build quality is legit. Good. So yeah. They look good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. I can see better out of them. They're like a blush for those of you they, listening. They are. A they're pretty blush color. Yeah. It's a versatile pink, I think. Yeah. I'm not really a... Well, okay. I used to tell myself I wasn't a pink girl, mm-hmm. but I have found that I do appreciate it in certain areas. So, yeah. I was looking at pictures and I remembered the same concept. Like within the past six months, I figured out I used to love wearing pink. My mom put me in pink, but I looked good in pink. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to be brave and go back there too. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Have you ever had like your colors done with? No, you haven't. See, I've been tempted to to give it a shot and see like which colors work best with my complexion and like eye color and all that stuff. But here we are. Yeah. Not having done it. Not having done that at all. No. That's great. Uh, (laughs) So what are we talking about today? Well, we're continuing on uh, with the Beloved Bride, and you know, last week we spoke about unity and the, just the importance and the power of that, and we're going to continue that thought talking about belonging. Yeah, so what about unity stands out to you when it comes to the Bride of Christ or the church? I honestly, every time I think unity, I think power. Mm. I, that is just my direct correlation. Just okay. boom. <laughs> unity, power. What about you? Um, yeah, I think of like, like community relational, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. um, I thrive when I've got my like people around me and like, I'm in relationship with people and like, there's, we don't have to agree on everything, but at least we can approach the, you know, the situation with, with hope and, you know, love for each other and care and like all that stuff Mm -hmm. and respect and everything. So, um, that's what I think of when I think of unity now, how is belonging different from unity? That's a good question. It really <laughs> is. That they, yeah. I feel like they really do come like twins in a sense. They mm-hmm. they belong together. Yeah, <laughs> they do. I do. I, Did you yeah. hear my pun? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> there it was. You sent that out and it just went right over my head. I don't know if you guys heard the air from uh, it going over my head. But whoosh. Yes. <laughs> no. Uh, I, they, they really just run. They coincide. Let's just discuss real quick the definition. Okay. The definition of belonging is the feeling of security and support when there is a sense of acceptance, inclusion, and identity for a member of, or of a certain group. Hmm. Acceptance, inclusion, identity. Yeah. That's Those are really big thoughts. Good. They are. <laughs> I yeah. think with unity, I feel like there has to be a form of agreement on principle yeah or at least direction okay with unity and i think belonging is what is a result you know like i think of how it impacts i want to say the nervous system or whatever so like if you feel like you don't belong somewhere you mm-hmm. feel it in your body right like you just yeah. feel uncomfortable and ready to go yes exactly <laughs> like like i can't I can't handle this, you know, that kind of thing. Hmm. But like with unity, 
if I don't feel unity, it's not so much like I feel it on my body. It's more of like a, like, okay, I see that we are not in this on the same page on this and I'm not invested, like invested as much with like the result, you know, I see you saying like unity feels more external. Yeah. And belonging feels more internal. There's an internal knowing of belonging. Unity is more heady almost, um, not just heady, but it's a collective experience. Yeah. Whereas belonging is more of a personal experience. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So somewhere where I've seen like unity and the, um, result of unity, Mm -hmm. um, I was actually listening to Ephesians this week and it's, out to me, you know, a little bit. So, um, I'm going to read a little bit if you don't mind. Okay. Please do. So, um, in Ephesians, Paul starts. So for context, he's talking to a specific church in a specific time, but he is also kind of just affirming their identity in Christ. Like this is who they are, you know? Um, so once he gets that stable, then he turns and he turns in chapter four. And so, that's where we'll start. Okay. Um, he says, therefore, I, the prisoner in the Lord, urge you to live worthy of the calling you have received with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called to one hope at your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is above all through all and in all he continues and talks about spiritual gifts um he talks about um he gave he himself in in verse 11 he himself gave some to be apostles some prophets some evangelists some pastors and teachers Mm -hmm. equipping the saints for the work of ministry to build up the body of christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of god's son growing into maturity with a stature measured by christ's fullness then we will no longer be little children identity right we will no longer be little children tossed by the waves blown around by every wind of teaching by human cunning with cleverness in the techniques of deceit but speaking the truth in love action from our identity let us grow in every way on into him who is the head christ from him the whole body fitted and knit together by every supporting ligament promotes the growth of the body for building up itself in love by the proper working of each individual part Man. so where do you see unity where do you see belonging in that in that chunk well I think anytime you spoke to identity it made me think that you had to have a sense of belonging in order to function with identity I'd say you know at the beginning when you talk about um there is one body one spirit just as you were called in one hope in your calling verse five one lord one faith one baptism I mean I don't think there, there could be a one in this context, unless there's unity. Right. So I definitely see, see that there. Um, but it really, I, it kind of perplexes belonging. I don't, I'm not sure. I, I just need to grow in this concept more. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can easily see, I think, unity now that we've been talking about it. But where do you see belonging? Do you see it? Um, I think the biggest part where I've seen it... Um, just reading it now, especially, um, is verse 16. 
Okay. From Christ, the whole body fitted and knit together by every supporting ligament promotes the growth of the body for building itself up in love by the proper working of each individual part. So mm. we are individually present. Right. But we also are unified in purpose and intent and, you know, how we're built and everything. Um, but like we're designed to belong in the body of Christ. Right. Like it's just what we were meant for. Like, um, that's the only way that the body could work and function is if you already do belong. Right. Exactly. And so like fitted in it together by every supporting ligament. So like there's support when you belong, there's, Mm. um, promote. Okay. So as a result of your belonging, it promotes the growth of the body for building up itself in love. Mm. So if everyone is unified in, in purpose and mm-hmm. mind and Christ, then how, how much more can they like offer that, like that fact to other people? Like I think of grace. So if I didn't believe that I needed grace then, and I hadn't received it from Christ and I hadn't been unified in that concept. Okay. Right. So you've experienced grace. You know what it feels like. You've lived it. Right. And it's it's a it's a biblical principle that is ours. Like it is ours. Right. So um, if I had not received that, and I'm not in unity with what the Bible teaches on grace, mm-hmm. then I cannot offer that to other people because I don't even have it. You know. So like. I find myself as an outsider because I, I'm too busy looking around graceless, you know, Mm -hmm. like looking around to places where I don't believe that things are being done right. And I don't have a spirit of unity when it comes to grace, you know? So like, so you've had experiential knowledge mm -hmm. and every time that we have experiential knowledge and a truth in Christ, we become more unified in that truth with those around us. And hopefully they're doing the same. Yeah. But that also increases our sense of belonging. Would you say that's true? I, for me, it has been true. So, um, and I want to extend that to other people now. Like, mm. I feel like um, part of belonging is is not just internal, but like bringing other people along with you. Like saying, yes, you may have this weird thing that I don't quite align with. But I still think you're valuable. I still think you're worth giving grace to, like that kind of thing. And it's it's mm. almost like, I don't know, it's alluring in, in a way, you know? I think I I respect that in you, Meg. I don't feel like I've done that as well. <laughs> Just being honest, whenever, I feel like whenever I've grown in things, I had to mature. Let me just say it this way. Once I grew, I expected everybody else to be where I was. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, hello, (laughs) aren't the lights on for you? And then they weren't. And so then there's judgment. And then I would like fall down into that same thing in some other way. And I think only in the presence of love and that truth was I really able to offer belonging Mm -hmm. into that thing. Yeah. Do you feel like um, approaching people with like the um, you should know this kind of already kind of speaks to how you view yourself. Cause I've noticed oh. that with myself. Like yeah. if, if I got this, look at me, I'm, I'm, a, you know, I'm not, I'm not always at my best. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I get this and I can get this, 
then man, it should be way easier for so and so. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Like it, you know. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that with me for sure. But yeah, just I love your perspective on it. So yeah, <laughs> it's good. Well, do you? Let's just take this to a personal side, Meg. Yeah. Do you feel like there are spaces that you belong that you can just kind of help our listeners help us in the conversation understand what it feels like to belong? Yeah. Um, does it have to be outside of church? Oh, no. <laughs> Wherever you... Because I think like... So for better or for worse, I've always been a church girl. Like mm. that whether it's because I've gained my identity from, you know, the things that I did or, you know, whatever. Like, right or wrong. Right or wrong. Whether my motivations were pure or not, I have always felt like I belong in the church. Okay. You know, um, I don't know where that came from. No idea. Huh. Like, it's just something that I've just felt like my two favorite places in the world were always my grandma's house and my church, Aww. you know? So like it's always been kind of a thing, hmm. you know, where I feel like, okay, these are my people, like, mm -hmm. you know, regardless of how we're all growing or where we're at in our growth paths or whatever, yeah. like I can trust that. And I, I guess it speaks to also the fact that I haven't really been personally harmed by like the institution of church mm -hmm. or things around church or people in church or mm -hmm. whatever, you know, like I've seen hurt and stuff, but like nothing that's really cut mm -hmm. me to the core, you know? So I felt like I could belong there. I will say of you though, in honor of you, that you're the way that you're wired, I think is such a safe space mm. that it would make sense that you're, you fit there, <laughs> you yeah, know, like totally. it's, um, just personality and strengths wise. Like I hear you saying that, but I'm like, but you do that for other people. So <laughs> no, that would kind of be like a necessity sure. to do what you do because it is a, a gifting of yours. Yeah. So. so do you feel like you've belonged somewhere or? Well, I belong to your Bible study. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. Our bloom group. Um, you know, I've, I've belonged on our worship team for a good many years. Uh, my family, I know I belong in my family. I think, though, in each of them, there's always been hiccups, mm -hmm. you know, where my belonging was challenged. Um, maybe my role, I wasn't good at my role or I wasn't succeeding in a role. And so that automatically put to question whether or not I belonged. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I'd say those are some, some big places that I've belonged. Do you feel like even though we've belonged places, like that we've not necessarily gotten the function of that space right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like I, I know like for a while I was a very reluctant Sunday school teacher Oh. Um, because I did not feel like I belonged up in front of a classroom. Like I can ham it up and joke and whatever, but mm -hmm. like when it came to serious stuff, like in that time I was in my, like, I think it was late teens, early twenties or something like that. And I, I did not feel like that was my place, mm. you know, but I was also, I don't know. And it became more of a passion, I guess, over time or whatever, but I don't know. It's, I do, I, yeah, you know, I, that's a really good point, Meg. Each season that we go through, I think there's a sense of belonging from the people that we're with, from the roles that we have, the mm. positions, the functions, all those things. But at the end of the day, that's not, that's not all that we are. Yeah. And that season 
will pass. That season is teaching us something. It's growing things in us. And I think that a lot of times we're drawn to things specifically because we know in our heart, I need, I need something. There's, there's more to me for sure. And doing and being a part of that thing will grow some things in me that I wouldn't do on my own. Yeah. So I think you have a belonging there, but those, those things that we do, those parts of us, they, I don't think that they fully fulfill our need to belong. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think, um, this part in Ephesians really talks to that because it's spent the first, you know, whatever chapters, three chapters or so just establishing identity, you know? So like identity has to come before you start functioning, you know? Right. So once we get our identity in, in check and then we find unity with this thing and then we feel as though we belong, Mm -hmm. um, it's funny because in, in this part in Ephesians, it says, um, fitted and knit together by every supporting ligament, promotes the growth of the body for building itself up in love by the proper working of each individual part. So mm-hmm. how can we, without circumventing the Holy Spirit and taking right. the place of it, how can we welcome or encourage others in their sense of belonging? I always love people who can do this. I, I can look back on people who in ministries, it was just like with them, I had a place. Oh yeah. I belonged. I had value. And it's funny because if I, if I'm being true, they never fixed me or or corrected me in, it was more of like, because I believe in you, here's another thought. Oh yeah. Here's another idea. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't like that downward feel from them. It was just, it was just encouraging. And I, I think that being a person who can literally just see their value of others and leave it there. Yeah. But still, still be engaged in their world, still care about their world, still build them up, you know, all those types of things. It's, it's very mature. I, I feel like the people that have impacted me, therefore I want to do it <laughs> in love to be able to look at someone and just see their value, but leave it there. Yeah. It's hard not to want to control the outcome for someone when you think there's a better path, you know? Absolutely. If you see like, oh, if you could just lay this down, you'd have so much more freedom, you mm-hmm. know, like that kind of thing. But like, if they listen to you, and laid that down immediately, like they'd pick something else back up. Yeah. Like what would what would replace that if it's not of the Holy Spirit in their mm-hmm. own life? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So um yeah, definitely. I, I love people who can just see the image of God in somebody and be okay with building a relationship and, you know, maybe speaking when the Holy Spirit prompts you, but not relying Mm -hmm. on that being the function of the relationship at all. You know, another aspect though, Meg, I just thought as you were saying that, yeah, is being able to be themselves fully. Oh yeah. Like when somebody can speak what they know is true and live what they know is true, but then still be in the presence of others and not force anything on them. Yeah. That that's pretty awesome. That I feel like it's just like, man, I can belong or that, that encourages belonging to people. Well, that person, like if they are authentically themselves, like mm-hmm. 
they basically have given everyone else permission to be authentically yeah. themselves, you know, yeah. which is, it's cool. And it's not even something that they say, it's just something they live. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's great. So it's transparent. Mm-hmm. It has flaws. Yep. It's honest about the flaws, but it's not giving power to the flaws. It's just like, this is my human experience, just like yours, yep. <laughs> you yep. know, but, but we can, we can walk and, and move with Christ and be a part of what he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when we like move through belonging, like I know in, in life, in like social, social situations, mm-hmm. I could feel part of the in group. I could feel part of the out group. I could feel like midway in between where I could float between groups, you know, like that kind of thing. Do you think there's like levels, like levels to belonging or like, I don't know, like when you feel that feeling, is that really belonging? Is that like clicky? I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's hugely identity. Like you said before at the beginning of Ephesians, like that as we mature in Christ and we as we mature as just people, more and more we have to know who we are. But that automatically, I think, sets us to f- have the sense of belonging more. Yeah. And it, you know, different settings, different places, it will look different ways. Yeah, I totally agree. I would say that belonging is housed in healthy boundaries. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That in order to have a, an appropriate level of, of belonging, you have to know what the boundaries are. And that just comes, I think, a lot through experience, you know, because you come as you are mm-hmm. having your own perspective of what you think is right and how to approach relationships and community. Yeah. But then you find out that others don't. Yeah. And being okay with your mistakes in those environments, being okay with like resetting your boundaries. Mm-hmm. It's a big part of it. it really is. <laughs> and like, I think about like the freedom within boundaries, right? So like, mm-hmm. um, feeling like one belongs can feel like a, a form of freedom, right? Okay. Like you can be who you are and you aren't going to be cast out in shame or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think those kind of run together mm-hmm. a little bit because once you have like, I am not this person. This is not my identity. Therefore, I will not do this thing. I will not contribute to this kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. I will not, like, these are my boundaries. And they've come from healthy, freedom-based places. Mm-hmm. You know, not legalism. Like, not, none of that kind of stuff. But, like, there is a freedom to belong when you know who you are and where your edges are. You know? And I think those edges just come more with learning to love. Oh, yeah. Because... Originally, I may think saying, A, this thing (laughs) is love. And then I do it and I realize that didn't really build them or add value. Yeah. And instead of just staying in guilt or condemnation about my failure, I can just learn that, oh, okay, love, love, which is what I'm going for truly. It doesn't sound like that. It doesn't say that. It doesn't cut me down. Like that's something, you know, just a simple little example of... Mm -hmm. I, if I cut myself with my own words and then I learn that love doesn't do that in relationship, then I stop doing it, Yeah, you know, like, but that is a healthy boundary that once I learn, I can be in more environments and I can belong, Yeah, you know, because I can, I can have that sense of love for myself and for the people around me. And how much of a shorthand is it for us to relate to one another, to be so self-deprecating and like, 
not like speak overt death over ourselves, yeah. but like, you know, the mm-hmm. covert deaths, you know, like, <laughs> like I'm such a mess or mm-hmm. like I can never get things right. Or like, you know, I, you know, like the things that aren't your identity. Yeah. You might struggle with those things, but like, if you speak that stuff over you, like right. you're not putting boundaries on what God has redeemed mm-hmm. and what he's called his own and like all those things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, finding belonging in a more authentic way is challenging, but it's also so worth it. Like, it is. It <laughs> and is, it's Meg. freeing for other people, too, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it is. It's really good. Um, so do you feel like the Bride of Christ provides a sense of belonging for people? Yes. Do you? <clears throat> for me, it has. Mm-hmm. But I know for others when done poorly in human power, it can feel like a violation of, of belonging, mm. you know, or unity or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but like the church, well, let's say it's done right. Okay. It's the done, church right. Is done right. It's meant to be, it's meant to be a place of belonging. And, um, we kind of talked about this last night in bloom. We talked about, um, how, feeling drawn back to the church. If you've taken time away from it, Mm -hmm. you know, feeling drawn back to the church, it's not necessarily because you feel like you're, you're, I don't know, like you want that community. You want Mm -hmm. that like growth. You want that Mm -hmm. people to bounce things off of people running in the same direction as you, like Mm -hmm. all those things, you know? So like you find belonging in that you feel drawn to that it might not be something you're consciously saying well i need to belong somewhere but like you know there's a sense of it within yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah exactly i think that definitely i agree that it does provide a sense of belonging yeah i think that the belonging when we are younger christians is very inward it's feeding us it's encouraging us we belong in the body of christ we have a place in the body and it's it's all like butterflies and wonderful mm-hmm. when it's done right. But then as we mature in it uh, and life happens, I just, and anything and growth, <laughs> it switches. So, so there's a season of uncomfortable where it's just like, what am I doing? Why am I here? How do mm-hmm. I, what's my point? You know, what's my belonging? Because before it was all about me and now it's not. Yeah. And then it's, wow, I'm actually feeding the sense of belonging for the young ones now. Mm-hmm. I'm actually mm-hmm. encouraging their belonging. I'm actually building them up. And just by being present, you know, it doesn't have to be that we say a lot or do a lot, but being with one another, you know, when someone just shows up, let's say um, like my niece has a sporting event. If they just, if I just show up, Mm-hmm. it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. The ministry of presence. It's it is huge. huge. Mm-hmm. It really yeah. is. And um, when we acknowledge that just by being present with others, we add to their sense of belonging. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, it's a whole nother way. So I do think it's a progressive reality of, okay, we go to church, we get to feel belonging. We get to feel like we're a part we start serving, we start loving, we start getting to just minister. Oh, this is great. But then it switches to, it's no longer just about me. (laughs) It's about him and his ministry and blessing those around me. Yeah. And that's, it's feels like almost how it's meant to be, you know, like it's meant to be, 
I mean, you think of Titus too, like it talks about the older women equipping the younger women and, and advising them and, you know, mm-hmm. rooting for them and like all these things. Right. And it's meant to be that, like we're supposed to adopt those roles with excitement, you know, mm-hmm. um, based on our strengths and how God created us, you know, um, it's a gift. It's just such a, man, you don't picture that when you're young. Mm-hmm. You just think it's going to get easier and easier and easier, (laughs) like more and more fun and more and more like I have a place, I have a role, I'm important, like I, Mm -hmm. I have identity here. Mm -hmm. And, and then you're just like, oh, Jesus, you know, he didn't say that that's what it happened. Like in whenever I look at Jesus, that's not how he did it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But the mind just is certain that that's the right direction. Yeah. And he (laughs) emptied himself, right? Like he, it it was no longer of him, you know, like it was, it was just, it's what he calls us to is definitely not as flashy as it it feels like it should be. No, it's not, (laughs) you know, like in our, in our humanity, we want more. Yeah. So if we don't feel like we belong, what have you found like helps you if you feel Mm. like you don't belong? Well, first of all, I will confess that I have felt that I didn't belong in mm-hmm. the church. Yeah, me too. Um, and it's been a very hard season and it's because of me, mm. <laughs> you know, it's, it's my own immaturity, uh, my own things that I'm looking for. And so to anyone who has that, you know, oh my, this is my reality. Just, you're not alone yeah. <laughs> in that, yeah. um, but I, I think like Meg was just saying, like you were just saying that you look at Christ and you realize how he did it and you just get lower. Mm-hmm. And the more we get lower, the more it makes more sense. Yeah. Like that's just how his kingdom works. That's how it functions. Um, I know in Jude, it says building yourself up in your most holy faith, mm-hmm. praying in the Holy Spirit. You know, I think scripturally you find what's true of your identity. You find that you belong in Christ. Like, that's just your reality. You settle in. Um, but practically, I do think that there are ways to encourage ourselves yeah. <laughs> that we do belong. And, you know, it's it's being a friend first. It's being a servant first. It's, it's sacrificing first. But it's a different motive than what we might have had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not... I'm- Go ahead. I know in my experience, like if I'm in the mindset of I somehow deserve acknowledgement for my sacrifice, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Um, instead of it being something like, man, this is such a blessing that I get to do Mm -hmm. this for somebody. You know what I'm saying? Um, It's it's empty and it's it's just not it's not I don't know, not fruitful at all. You know, I I think, though, in the church for me. Wow. Um, they came together Mm. like there was service and there was love, but it was mixed. You know, it's kind of like the wheat and the chaff and the chaff just had to be burnt away in my heart and in my life. And it's just not easy. Yeah. But by choosing to go back to the basics of loving. Yeah. Going back to valuing, going back to just believing, it'll get you through those times when you have a feeling that you don't belong. Yeah. And I think also God does amazing things with even 
poorly motivated like oh, service you know what i'm saying so good like he he still gets the glory for it even though we try and steal it you know it's it's amazing wow. so good all right meg well yeah so first off i remember the first time that I met you mm -hmm. at ALC, and it was um, it was October. Yeah, and we were outside. Yeah, and it was like this girl's here with Zach, and we're like, <laughs> what? Because <laughs> you guys have known Zach for how long? Like a long time, a while. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Had he ever had a girl brought a girl around? No, really. No. Oh, <laughs> I feel special. You were. You were a big That's a big so deal. Funny. I remember spotting you. <laughs> That's so funny. So, yeah, so we're telling church stories in this little blurb at the end. And so I do, I want to kind of share that transition for me. Mm -hmm. um, so I had been going to the church that I was going to before ALC. Um, I was going there for 15 years. Wow. Like, um, started when I was like 10 or 11. Talk about a sense of belonging. Yeah. 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 And yeah. it wasn't a big one. It was like maybe 250, 300 mm -hmm. people. Um so knew everybody, right? you know, very involved, right. served all kinds of ways and different things like that. So I felt a sense of just major belonging there, you know, mm -hmm. and I had been dating someone in that church. We had broken up and I was bound determined, like my parents had moved on by this time from that church. My mm -hmm. sister had moved on from that church. <laughs> like I was bound determined not to let something like a breakup pull me from my community, you okay. know, like okay. I was not going to do it. So, um, I doubled down and <laughs> served and everything. And then I met this guy at a concert from Kokomo oh, Zach, <laughs> Zach <Tack. laughs> and I think if it wasn't right, I would have had much more pause at leaving my community, right. you know? Right. Um, but it was it was crazy weird too because like I came from a very traditional church like mm -hmm. you know choir and um, piano and like right. hymns and everything and ALC is more of the like the modern contemporary type mm -hmm. services so high production type stuff you know um, so I don't really remember feeling fear moving into such a different thing mm -hmm. it was a different experience but like. I just remember getting, like, feeling wonder at the concept of being excited about a different church's ministry. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't, I wasn't against other churches. I'd just never been to other churches, right. you know? Right. Like, I had not wandered around and sure. been exposed to different ways of doing church. So, it just was amazing to me, like how God kind of grew my heart for that kind of the ministry at ALC, you know, mm. and the way of, of doing church and different things like that. Like it was great and it didn't hurt that you guys welcomed me in so graciously. <laughs> and I just felt in like an intense sense of, of automatic community. So it was, it was great. <laughs> so anyway, I guess the point of this is I think I knew what I wanted until God kind of grew my heart for something different, you know? Mm. And 
He does. He, he works does in that. those ways. He uh-huh. does do that. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's wonderful to experience. Thank you for listening to A Heart to Heart with Sammy yeah. and Meg. We're so glad you join us every single week. If you would like to join the conversation, we would love to hear from you. Leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to A Heart to Heart. Also, if you want to join us on Instagram, our handle is at a heart to heart pod. We just love talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. See you next week. All right. Bye, guys.